is quarantine going to drive everyone crazy? How did ULM's Chi Alpha actually originate? And how lit will everyone and everything be post-quarantine? Well, we talk about all that and more on this episode of The Toddcast. Hello everyone and welcome to The Toddcast. As always, I'm your host, Todd McManus, and today is a very special episode because joining me is the director of ULM's Chi Alpha and a good friend of mine, Tyler Gerfers. Tyler, how are you doing today? Doing good, Todd. Good to be here, man. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, I'm honored. So, uh, first thing I wanted to say is a happy late 31st birthday to you. You turned 31 on Easter Sunday, right? Yes, sir. Sharing Easter. Um, as the director of ULM's Chi Alpha, you are very well known on ULM's campus, I'd say. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'll take your word. I'm internationally unknown is what the last oh, time I asked. Oh, oh. <laughs> I see. But anyway, you are, though. Okay. You, uh, uh, it's not a bad thing, that because I'm just, like, I don't know what to say anymore. You done got me messed up here. Anyway, you're well-known on ULM's campus because you walk around a lot. You get to know people, you know. You you met the requirements of how many friends you can have on Facebook <laughs> at like five thousand or however many. Yeah, and it's like you got to get rid of some friends you don't know anymore to add some more students in. Oh, uh, that's hard. Yeah, because you keep in touch with everybody. <laughs> I do love students, though. I really do. I try to. I really do try to uh, be a friendly face because I'm genuinely trying to be friendly and because I do love students and love ULM and everybody that's a part so yeah I kind of it's my I take it on as you know it's like it's my campus too you know so it's like man I want to be involved I want to be around I want to you know let people know that you know there's somebody here that cares about them you know so it's a I, I and, I, and I, I what do they call a social butterfly like I, I thrive yeah. I thrive on the interaction so full extrovert oh yeah at, at full on like we'll go up to somebody and like you can look out in a crowd and spot the person who you think was the most awkward person yeah. and you got to go for them first it's yeah. like they look like they're never going to speak to anybody and they may not have a friend in this crowd of people you go need you need to go talk to them you know oh yeah that's what yeah. you got to do yeah nobody everybody everybody's uh fair game you know which that's a, you know that's a and that's a good thing in my opinion especially with like prep for freshmen and all that because they're new yeah they're new, oh yeah they're new blood on the campus yeah like, exactly. they, they, they're if they don't meet people and get friends and get associated they're going to essentially get mauled because right. college is not easy right right yeah and, and, and man freshmen yeah for sure I, I think what i really like to see is them transition from being just a visitor to now that you're a freshman man well this is your campus now so you need to feel welcome you need to call this home and so you know I, I think it's I think it's great when myself or anybody else can really embrace you know someone like a freshman who's new you know because like I said you said they're learning the ropes they're they're 
their their new blood on the campus so you know they're trying to figure things out so we need to be there for them yeah because like with me i went to the same school from kindergarten to 12th grade yeah. so it's like i wow. spent 13 years at the same high school wow, yeah. my whole basically my whole life and then come here and it's like i mean i graduated with a total of 40 people right. in my graduating class and then i come here and there's more than that in one classroom in one class yeah and i'm yeah. like there's 120 in this one classroom i graduated with like a fourth or a third of this class yeah exactly, exactly. and it's like it's it, it, it's insane and it's like not and it's like half my class come here so it's like only about 20 or so people that i actually know and there's some people like from other uh close schools that i mm-hmm. might know and it's like people from around the world too and it's like yeah, I know for sure. It's it's something, you know. So you're well known at Chi Alpha because of Chi Alpha and at ULM, you know. What was the overall decision and when was that like that point in your life, that period at that time that you were like, I'm gonna be in Chi Alpha? Yeah, so... When yeah. did that happen? You, like, you're talking about, like, like after like, college. Yeah, like, like why? Yeah, like, so yeah. you're from... You're originally from Houston. Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, say that. You're originally from Houston, Texas. You came to college and graduated from Louisiana Tech Correct. in Ruston. Correct. And then after that was when you made your decision, right? Correct. So Correct. what happened there? Yeah, so, um, you know, kind of in my time as a student at Tech, you know, I, I, I really had this change of direction of feeling like I needed to do something with young young adults and young people like I was on the campus you know and you know I was involved in Chi Alpha as a student you know as a leader and and different things and and so I felt like you know there was an opportunity to maybe stay involved in Chi Alpha long term and so um, after my senior year of college I, I did two years actually of training of interning and training to do campus ministry full-time with Chi Alpha, one year at Louisiana Tech and one year at UL Lafayette. And then it was that spring 2013 that I really felt a burn that I really would be doing this long-term, you know, that I really uh, felt like, you know, this is something that God wanted me to do and something that I needed to do. Had a lot of peace about it. Uh, walked away from a lot of other opportunities um, with jobs and different things, but felt like this is where I needed to be. And so, man, I actually visited here in Monroe at ULM in that spring of 2013, and I just fell in love with the university. I fell in love with the students and the campus, and I felt like there was a real opportunity even here uh, for something uh, incredible to happen. Didn't have the answers, but just com- just committed in faith, uh, me and my wife, in 2013. So then we came that summer, and we've been here ever since. For seven years yeah this is now. wrapping up year seven. seven yeah yeah and staying here for many more i long imagine haul, man. All, yeah. the, all the way through yeah long haul man <clears throat> and so that kind of answers another question of how you became in charge of ulm's chi alpha was that ulm did it have a chi alpha before you you know it's interesting so there so the the chapter uh you know in, in similar organ you know similar situations happen with other organizations you know they may have a chapter of something and you know there's ups and downs based on leadership and, and different things of that nature and chi alpha was one of those situations where when we came here um there hadn't been any uh, f- 
any uh, formal leadership in place for a, for a little while. And so there was just a small, small remnant of a couple of students that were essentially on their way out as graduating seniors and, and, and ones that actually already transitioned to pharmacy school and other things. And so we basically re-pioneered the chapter and, and everything. So we just basically cut it down to the root and said, hey, we want, we want to start over, start fresh. And, uh, and basically what happens is, you know, with Chi Alpha in our state of Louisiana, we have, you know, we're a district. And so we, um, we, we got affirmed, we got, you know, uh, the, the okay to come and to, and to do that and to come to ULM. And so, you know, that was great. And so did our national office. Um, they approved us as well. And so we went through all the process of, you know, working with ULM and the student life office of being an organization and, and following all the protocols for that. So we, we got established uh, early on and, and that was just, yeah, from ever, ever since then, you know, just been continuing uh, to do the work. Well, that's good. Um, was there a real, and that kind of, well, that also answered like why uh, ULM because you said you visited here and mm-hmm. you fell in love with our campus here at ULM yeah. and that really that was yeah. why, that was basically why it was yeah. like they, it was struggling a struggling basically almost to none Chi Alpha and right. you were like let's get down and get busy with yeah. building and, it back up and some people may not even know this but you know we were as people that were coming out of our internship and we were looking to work on staff we actually we actually originally just wanted to be on staff somewhere at an already established Chi Alpha and learn and grow kind of in the ranks, you know? Um, but man, we got challenged that in the, in with, with the idea that we had, we had what it took, uh, to really go and pioneer and that, and we, and we had the gifts and the talents and the calling even like, like this direction in our lives. Uh, multiple people said that, you know, my overseer and different people. And so, we kind of took that to heart and prayed through it and said there might be something to that. And so when we came here, we actually found out that um, there was 43 years of uh, history of Kyle here uh, up and down, though. I mean, no, no, no lead director or, or advisor or anything like that. No, there there'd been no real lead um, and, and, and leadership here that was here longer than about three or four years at most so you're talking up and down not even really seeing a full graduate graduating class all the way through for 43 years so we came here it was it was one of those things where it's like man this is I mean there's been a challenge here you know like this is like this has been you know for whatever reason and so we kind of took that to heart and said you know um we believe that there's a real opportunity to see something happen not because we're special but because we feel like God was wanting to do something here and and we just we just kind of we do that we operate by faith you know so we we went after it man uh from the very beginning it was a dove head first Mm -hmm. I would say because you said you didn't want to are you y'all both you and your wife Mm -hmm. wanted to like let's go under somebody and just help them build their stuff and then you come here and it's like well we just gotta start it all over and do it all over again basically right exactly exactly um. So since you've been doing this for so long, um, do you have any idea what you would be doing if you weren't? Like, if you didn't make that decision with Kyle Alpha, yeah. What was that other? 
path from so many years ago yeah. out of college? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, so basically, um, I was en route to um, to pursue my dream of being a, a strength conditioning coach uh, for an athletic program back in Texas, where I'm from. That was the original dream, and you were a big power lifter at Tech, right? Were, right, yeah, I lifted with the Louisiana Tech uh, Iron Dogs and the powerlifting team there, and and I love the weights, and you know, but I love athletics and played ball in high school and things like that, and so just always had a, had a passion for um, helping athletes, you know, be stronger, faster, bigger, better. And so basically it was this idea of, you know, you know, training athletes to, to succeed at their sport, whatever that was. And I just felt like God kind of used that and flipped the, flipped the script and said, well, you know, we're going to do that spiritually with people now. We're going to do that. And, you know, and I love the idea of I wanted to be at the high school level, really, uh, because I think young people just it's just a great time I remember I had a great time um, with athletics and so you know if I wanted to work up to the college ranks I could have done that but I think the idea of you know coaching and helping you know equip people and help people reach their potential that was all part of what I would what I would be doing you know uh, you know if I wasn't doing Kyofa still helping people though oh yeah always had a burden what they want to do you know all the the young people yeah so yeah like you're basically just full-on still helping people with the like with freshmen all the way to seniors in college with Chi Alpha is like you want to come come join us every Thursday night and all that you know and y'all have adapted. This is the coronavirus part of the podcast. Y'all have really adapted mm. to the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, how's the family? All How y'all fam- doing? Yeah, family's doing good. You know, it's it's my wife and my three beautiful daughters. You know, it's uh, good to spend a little bit more family time at home. Uh, you know, especially when there's good weather, you know, the girls do great outside. And uh, so everybody's doing okay. Um, you know, just trying to learn and figure out how to make things work in, in, in the time being. And quarantine has, has it done much like to burden y'all or mm-hmm. like, like I know you, you you come to ULM basically every day, yeah. Because it's yeah. like this is your job yeah. is to come yeah. here and talk with people and uh, be and direct Chi Alpha and be in charge of it and do all the work for it with like whether it be having to deal with like the office of mm. National Chi Alpha and State Chi Alpha and all that and uh, and then lead Chi Alpha in different meetings and everything and worships and all that. But like, how has it? impacted your life with that yeah I would say I mean I think the bottom line for me is that you just can never replace being physically in the presence of someone and so not physically being around students and the personnel of ULM and being in front of them um, I think is probably the biggest burden um, at the same time it's it's really challenged me to get more creative and think uh, outside the box on how we can continue with the with the mission and the goal of of uh, speaking into the lives of students and and encouraging them and ministering to them and and helping them grow 
uh, no matter what they're going through. I mean, even in this, like this this time, no different than any other time, other than we're trying to figure out what what challenges this you know COVID nineteen has brought everybody individually. So I would say just not being physically present with people is probably the biggest burden. But again, like you said, we're trying to adapt. We're trying to learn, and I think some good things, some really good things, have actually come out of it. Um, it's just looked a little different. Yeah, and because like you said, being physically with somebody we're here at ULM right now and it's basically a ghost town right with like all the students have all the local students have gone home because they can right right and then all the students that are out of state or out of country had to go back home because ULM basically forced that they were like you gotta leave because this is a big deal and we we just can't have people getting sick and dying if they if that if it come to that of the virus they're like we just got to get everybody out and it's like literally some people tending like the the uh the groundskeepers basically and people like keeping buildings running and like president bruno like him he's probably here too like head people head Mm -hmm. staff to keep in charge of like they still got to deal with like paperwork and all that kind of stuff and then I know teachers are still here, kinda. Yeah, there's some that are definitely putting in some hours, but there's, I'll say this, being here during the summer for the past years, there's less traffic on campus than right now in Cars Park than there's ever been at any time during any of the summers since I've ever been here. Because it would still be a mm-hmm. li- pretty lively. Right, right. So there's people, you know, we've seen some administrators on campus, you know, I've, I've walked I've walked through campus a couple of times, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely right now. Yeah, as we're looking out here, I mean, it's there's hardly no one here, uh, you know, at all. It's just full on dead zone mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. everybody has to be locked up in their houses and stay away from each other. Right, right. Six, six feet apart. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, something because I remember when I whenever the episode I did with Dr. Bruno. We recorded on a Thursday, I remember, because it was like 2, 3 o'clock in the evening. Went up there to the office, the Oval Office of ULM, talked to him for a good 35 or so minutes, and then literally, and I talked to him about this, and I was like, and I remember, because I went to class that day, and I talked to him about, I was like, you think coronavirus is going to be a big deal? Mm-hmm. I was like, do you think it's going to be that big? And that was six weeks ago when I did that. And then literally the next day was when he emailed everybody. He was like, all right, ULM shut down. We're mm-hmm. going only online. And I was like, I was like, you didn't give me an answer to that yesterday. And that was literally the call. He had a uh, call, a uh, conference call after I was talking to him about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And that was when they decided. It was literally like 10 minutes after I left his office. Was wow. when they were like, we're closing campus for the rest of the semester until wow. August. Wow. And I was like. All right, you know you what is like now that what's done is done. We're still doing classes. I mean, like right, right. It's it's difficult, not for me, because I mean it's like all the classes. Like yeah, the homework was online, and one class actually the tests were online that we could do at the house, but like it's taken out the class time. Correct and. Now that I see it, that that was actually the most important part of the, <laughs> the class, because like I can take the test and do the homework all day. I don't know what I'm doing though. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, I got these accounting classes, and it's like do this, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, like that's, right. and then like 
I got statistics, and then with biology is not that hard to be honest. But like statistics, it's like do this graph, and it's like I don't know how to draw that. Like, how am I supposed to do this? And it's like a lot of I realized that like I'm going only online starting in August of this year. Mm. Like I'm I'm actually doing that, even though the campus will be reopened and all that. I'll be only online, but I w- I'll still want to come to the campus just because I can, because I'm still a student, you know, and I'll be around and all that. But I real but I, I've talked to different people and. A lot of people are struggling with only online because it's like they need, they thrive for that face-to-face drawing it on a chalkboard interaction of student and teacher, of old school teacher and student and all that, showing PowerPoints and all that kind of stuff. And it's like they're not doing so good off of it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it it could be hard, too, having so much online presence you know i mean you're going from either zoom to zoom you know and and i mean it's like you know you talk about needing a screen detox i mean after i mean with all this i mean i mean there's some people i i really hope that they're just taking some time to go outside and be in the sun for 20 minutes or something because it's like you know you're being forced to get in front of the screen you know and whether you got your video stopped or not you're still in front of it and you're still looking, you're trying to listen, you're trying to pay attention, and, you know, it, it could just be, you know, it can wear on different people, you know, for sure. But, like, my, none of my classes require Zoom. I know some do, and mm-hmm. that's, like, mm-hmm. something to me, but, like, some of them are, like, the teacher's, like, if you actually need help of me teaching you, he's he set up a certain time of, like, wow, yeah. 9 to 10 a.m. on a Tuesday or something, he's, like, tell me and it's like and then you can come on there if you want to it's like office hours yeah. or something yeah and it's like you can have a bunch of people come in there at one time and he'll basically teach it like a class but if you don't show up it's not accounted against you right, so right. it's like just a helping thing yeah that that'd be that'd be good yeah. and a lot of them and I'm I'm surprised at how the teachers did adapt because like when I when I I like walk in the first day of class almost like like at least 4 out of the 5 times that I walk into a class Four out of five times, the teacher will say, okay, I'm not that good at Moodle. They'll definitely say that because they're like, I'm not good with computers. I'm not good with Moodle. So it's like they give like tests that are still on paper and quizzes sometimes that are on paper. And it's like the homeworks, they're online. But if you ask me about it, I can try to help you. It's like otherwise you're going to have to contact like the Moodle people or like the connect people mm. and it's like and, and then now they're like well <laughs> they're like well we got to give tests on connect now or whatever and it's like to me i feel like people would kind of do better online because it's like they'll just cheat it's like that's what the teacher's main worry was was like they're not gonna learn it they're gonna cheat through right, it and it's like right. i mean i've looked up some answers or some stuff I'm, i'll just yeah, say that there's yeah. no uh, and it's like that's what I thought was that it was going to be easy for a lot of people there's like I'll just look it up you know but then it's like for those people that are like senior level classes that right. are in the four thousands and all that they're they're the ones that are, they're struggling too because they kind of need that like yeah. if you're a biology major and you're taking like full-on cell biology and stuff about like insects and all this kind of stuff and it's like it's it's like, I need this for my job. 
and it's like you you cheat through that then you get to med school or something which i mean you will relearn it but it's like if you learned it the first time you'll better off the second time right right yeah it's, it's interesting because this whole thing puts a lot of responsibility on the individual student to make the choices you know with their online classes and then like you said what they do with them you know because i mean there's some that you know look you're just trying to pass this class you know yeah. you're just trying to get out of here other people they're genuinely trying to build on the foundations of their education for either their their higher edu you know the grad school the the post you know post graduation you know whatever their plans are you know so but at the end of the day it, it's like you know i tell students all the time that you know say look you can you can have a 4.0 at the end of your college career and still know nothing you know you can pass exams and do projects and things but the reality is is what you want what do you want to do and i and i think you know that's that's the beauty of the campus and the university you know you get a chance to come here and study what you do with it you know and, and i even and i even i even tell the students sometimes it's like and i agree there's maybe some professors that maybe could be better you know um but you're ultimately paying to be here so if it's on if it's on my dollar then i want to make sure i'm getting out of it what i want to get out of it if you just want to pass the class pass the class but you can't blame a professor for not learning stuff that you didn't try that you don't you know want to learn. Yeah. You know, so it's it's interesting how all that really comes into perspective right now with online because it's like there's not a whole lot of fingers being pointed other than you know if there's a hard if there's a struggle to get yeah. the assignments or if there's a struggle to you know figure out what they're trying to ask you to do with because everybody's learning. There's no like everybody's on a level playing field. No one was ready for this, you know. No. So. Um, but it is interesting. I mean, I, I hope I hope that everybody is doing better now than they were when this thing first started because I can imagine it was probably a hard transition. Because, I mean, that was, yeah, that was six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So that's a month and a half, basically, we've been doing this, which, like, to me, the days, the individual days for me go by really fast. But it's felt like we've been here for like four months. It, yeah. Like yeah. the actual time of the quarantine, it's felt like, God, it's like, it, it, I'm going to graduate college before this is over with. Like, I got two years of college left. It's already felt like I'm, I should be working by now. <laughs> like, I should be working, getting, getting paid. And it's like, oh, it's only happened for a month and a half. Yeah. And I know it's been happening longer in other places like LA. They've been in quarantine for a long time. Mm. And like New York, especially, and New Orleans have mm -hmm. been affected. And, like, I know different other major cities have been in right, full-on right. stay-at-home, social distancing, all that. And, like, we've been affected by that up here. But, I mean, it's like we're not shoved all together like New York City, you know, right, where you right. step outside, you're in somebody's yard or in an apartment building, and you got seven neighbors right there. It's like I can run around in my yard and not be next to somebody for – of like a football field distance right yeah it definitely has paid off to live in rural america right now yeah and i think it's i feel like the peak has already hit mm. in my opinion i feel like we're going back down maybe not to normal because i don't feel like we'll be at normal for at least a year or ever yeah because yeah. i feel like they, they i don't know if they'll they probably will teach this in classes like in 10 years like in 2030 Will they teach this in history classes or whatever? I don't know if they will, because somebody did bring that up. Is like the Spanish flu, 
I never knew nothing about it. They never taught that to me in high school. Mm. And it's like that that hurt that uh, hurt a lot of Spain, I guess, or Mexico. I don't really know, but <laughs> I, like I, I still don't know. I just know that they talked about that and like uh, the other one that they said coronavirus was like like back in the early 2000s that I don't remember. But like that kind of stuff. Right, like, right. It affected us at that time. But are we going to learn about it? And it's like, yeah, we may get a if like if we get a vaccine, there's no point in remembering it. You know, it's just like let's just not worry about it. And then <laughs> I saw somebody say on Twitter that uh, on December 31st of this year of 2020, how about we just start over 2020 again and we'll call it 2022. <laughs> it's like the sequel and we'll just have 2020 again and we'll just forget about everything that happened in this year so far because i mean it's only april mm. and all this is like world war three almost started yeah yeah and now and something else uh trump almost got impeached there was an mm. impeachment trial mm. and now the coronavirus is happening and we still got an election presidential election in november of this yep. year so it's yep. like it's a yep. biggest year and it's the biggest event in my life i mean i'm 20 and it's like, you're 31. This is, is this probably the biggest event in your life too? I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's personally how it's impacted me. Probably I felt it probably more than anything else that I've ever been a part of. You know, um, the only thing outside of this that I ever was a part of was, uh, when Hurricane Rita came through Houston and hike and stuff like that. But this is different, man. This is this is world. We're used to seeing wind and rain and hurricanes. Yeah, it's like cause, we're, we're we're running from yeah. something I can't see with a mask on our face. It's like it's it's a little different yeah. scenario. Yeah, it's like it just because they're like just wash your hands and stay away from people. Yeah, it's like that's the what you got to do to not get it and yeah. make sure other people don't get it and all that. Biggest pun twenty twenty the year no one saw coming. It's it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I've heard that a couple of times, and I'm like, it can't be. For, I mean, that that that's so that's so accurate. It, it's just, it's wild. It is. That's, that's all I can say. It, it's wild, and that and that's why, like, it's so hard for me to do this because I ain't got nothing else to talk about. Because like, yeah, the movies were pushed back. Like, it, like I would go see a movie and then talk about it is what I would normally do. Like next month is May. Uh, the new Marvel movie was supposed to come out, Black mm. Widow, pushed back to November. I gotta wait, wow. so it's like I gotta wait seven more months now instead of one. Yeah, which that's a good thing. I mean, for like not getting sick, because you know, you know, dang well, people were gonna go to the theater. if the theaters were open, people would be at them theaters no matter what if about you, the coronavirus. If they'll go to Walmart. They'll go to a theater. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like because all, all you got is grocery stores that are open. And drive-throughs. Mm-hmm. It's like, what else are you gonna do? You know. I'm surprised drive-in movies weren't like popping up. Some of them were, but I think that's a good idea, in my opinion. Like, just put up a big screen and have a drive-in movie theater, and I feel like they'd still make a, at least a good bit of money. It's, that's better than like no money, because they said what really sucked was the movies that came out like a week before all this happened. They just sucked. It's like there was a movie. A Vin Diesel movie called Bloodshot, which was I don't think that was it was a good movie anyway. Haven't seen it though. Uh, it came out literally a week or two before everything was put into quarantine, mm. and they made like hardly any money because it's like they they make money in the long run, you know. Right, and it's like right. so, and then they were like in theaters for two weeks, then straight to DVD. 
<laughs> or video on demand or something yeah. that and it's like those those are paying off like Netflix they're making money mm-hmm. like Netflix Hulu Amazon Prime Video um, Disney Plus all those are making money I've watched some stuff on there because it's like I yeah ain't got nothing else to do yeah Tiger King of course watched it <laughs> I've heard I've, I haven't quite pulled the trigger and and watched it but I've heard several several commentaries on it. I didn't think I was going to like it because it's a documentary and I don't really like documentaries. But it's something. It, yeah. it really is because it's all true and it's like this cannot be real. Yeah. That's how it's like it's full on movie and they are going to make a movie about it, but wow. It it's it's wild. But like like we said with the quarantine and the coronavirus y'all had or still have, I guess, mission trips planned. Yeah, we did actually. They all they all got indefinitely suspended. We had the a, Vienna one because mm, yeah, that was in late July. Yeah. So even then, we were that was our last hope. We already had to cancel a spring break trip to Utah for a mission trip, and then Vienna. We were holding on as long as we could, and then there were some indefinite decisions that were way over our heads by people that oversee the international trips. For Chi Alpha, and when they say no, it's right. It's, it's I mean, full it's, on gone. Yeah, and, and honestly, it was one of those things where it could actually we could have actually end up being a burden to the people in Vienna because they're they're dealing with stuff just as much, if not even more. Yeah, you know. So uh, so it's all good, but in the meantime, we're trying to figure out ways that we can continue to serve locally and and around the state. Uh, over, you know, over the summer, maybe there's some projects or there's some uh, stuff for kids you know, like VBSs for a church or something like that. So we're still looking, we've got options, uh, but it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a, a big transition for everybody. Even after all this stuff is uh, lifted, the quarantine's lifted. I mean, there's, there's, there's no normal, it's all new. And so we'll, we'll just, we'll have to play it by ear and see how it goes. Cause you think that mission trips will be affected, especially in the long run? Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think they will. I don't know to what degree, but I think it's one of those things where... Like, if it died out in the next couple months, like, let's say July, Mm. June, July, August, and then it's like we're starting to get back towards close to normal, y'all might to probably will be able to go to Vienna next July. Oh, yeah. If if everything's still okay and nothing else happens, like July of 2021. Correct, correct. And I think there's a lot of optimism for that, you know. But even then, it's like right now, the airlines, I mean, there's a lot of airlines, like every day you check and they've canceled all their flights because they don't have people flying. They don't have people, enough people traveling. They're just, yeah, Yeah, they're not going to waste money on gas and everything to fly an empty plane. Correct. So it's going to be a lot of day-to-day, you know, transitioning going on after all this is even lifted and i was supposed to go skiing when all this started happening there you go like it was uh the week after ulm closed Mm -hmm. like literally the next week i was supposed to go with some friends to keystone colorado hey i'm supposed to be going there this summer and for chi alpha yeah we're keystone yeah at the hyatt at the the lodge up there we're supposed to be going and we they haven't pulled the trigger quite yet if we're going to have it or not but it's a it's a regional conference we had scheduled because they want us to come yeah but it's like will people will enough people go to be able to you know underwrite the rooms and everything like that so yeah keystone i've never been that's exactly where i haven't been either at all to colorado or anything around there and it was going to be like first time skiing and uh 
like six of us were going, but only two of us have been skiing before. So it was like a, mm. a it was going to be a trip. <laughs> and it was like, look, we're going to learn how to ski. We're going to, and it was, uh, we were going to fly out from New Orleans to Denver. And then we were going to drive to, from Denver to Keystone. Correct. Yeah. And then same back way on the, and it was like that we were going to leave on a fly out on a Tuesday and fly back on a Saturday which is to me like perfect like four or five days perfect vacation time yeah, like you know. a week if it's two weeks I feel like that's starting to get too much because it's like I feel like you run out of stuff to do depending on where you're at and it's like you get overdone on search so like New York maybe like two weeks like I'd need a, two months to find everything in New York you know <laughs> right but we were going to go up there, and then we ended up having to cancel it. The only th- we didn't end up canceling it. Everything was fine except the resort closed. Mm. <laughs> They're the ones who closed. We were like, because we could fly, we could still fly, we could still stay where we were staying because it wasn't in the resort. We were staying right outside of it, and we could still stay there for three days and not do anything. <laughs> it's like just <laughs> chilling Keystone, I guess, in the snow and just sit there, you know go ski out in the yard somewhere you know but it's like the the actual mountain resort closed and they were like we're closed for the rest of our season we're not going to open back up until like november or december of this year and i was like they lost a lot of money because then passes are not that cheap so it's like we get we what actually and before that ski passes aren't refundable but they made them refundable because of it they were like you know what because of the virus we're going to allow refunds right, and it's like good. here's a here's a paper if you sign it and submit it it will give you a refund i was like that's good I'm, I'm good and then we ended up having to refund the plane ticket and then i looked and i was like i bet plane tickets are cheap right now and i was like it was like under a thousand dollars to fly from shanghai and back to china mm-hmm. and i was like china's where it's at and i was like i wonder how cheap it is it was under a thousand there and back to china and i was like from here to atlanta from Atlanta to there and all the or to from Atlanta to LAX and then there and I was like that's four different airports for under a thousand dollars round trip and that's cheap mm-hmm. especially for that many airports all the way across the Pacific to get to Shanghai China yeah that's pretty good and I was like I'm going to China I was like I ain't never been to China I'll go open <laughs> see I thought because I thought like vacations would be fun at the very beginning of the coronavirus stuff because it's like people are already worried and they're staying home therefore there's no traffic there's no people anywhere right and then now and then the people who had the beaches and all the resorts and stuff ended up having to close their stuff and i was like well now we can't do anything because everything's closed right so it's like well it may it makes sense but i was like it'd be fun like just going to like some water park and you're like the only family and group yeah. there. Hey, that sounds good to me. It's like let's full on like four like four or five people and the workers and that's it. And I was like I don't know, that's fine. You can take you can have your wife and kids. There you go. Just the Gerfers family take over Six Flags or something. But mm. it's something cuz it's affected everybody even money definitely money wise. Right, correct. Full yeah. on monetarily because nobody's buying anything except mm-hmm. like the toilet paper companies right. like Charmin and all them yeah. and uh, of course my field that I pay attention to of the like the video game field they're skyrocketing 
because oh. like people are staying at home and they broke a record the other day there's this uh application on computers called steam and that's where you buy a game like your game store and they broke a record one day and there was like over 20 million people playing at one time in one day and they're just wow. breaking records, selling games because you can't go to one. They're like, you can't go to certain stores and get it except Walmart to get the like a full-on physical game. And they're like, so they're just game stores are blowing up online game stores, and wow. it's like they're getting a lot of money from it. So some people are doing good, yeah, I think but so, yeah. most aren't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like. Colleges are still fine, kind of, to be honest. Yeah, because you're doing online school. But, like, it's affected everybody, and it's especially affected, or not especially, but it has affected y'all, you, and with Chi Alpha. Yeah. Because of um, TNL. If you don't know what TNL is, it is Thursday Night Live here at ULM, which that's the. TNL is used by all Chi Alpha, right? It's not like a only ULM thing. Well, well, some some people uh, use that same name for their service, but there's other names too. Like there's actually a uh, in University of Virginia, they use MNL Monday Night Live. Oh. So it's not it's not it's not necessarily across the board. Everybody's got different names. LSU Chi Alpha, yeah. they call theirs the Point. Their service is called the Point. So it's there's all different kind of names. And. It's affected all of them, most yeah. likely, too. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. y'all, what y'all have done is that you've moved the services from in-person, in a room, take out all the uh, audience, and you put a camera in there, mm-hmm. and you do it that way. Um, how has that been? How's that been going so far, do you think? It's been doing really well? Yeah, I mean, it's been... I mean, it's definitely been uh, a different... Uh, Without that physical audience, right, right, it's definitely a different method, you know. But it's also been very humbling, and I think I think fruitful too, because you know we're we're trying to you know figure out how to have an online presence and how to actually be excellent with you know our recording and and the messages and everything that we would do, you know. Um, But we're also learning too, you know, how we need to actually you know speak to the ones that are at home no matter if we no matter if this was quarantine or not you know we want to figure out how to be better at using something like this so that we can with a service or or another thing we've been doing is tea time with t-girf where i just simply answer these questions that people send in and i look at for the first time on this little segment you know and it's just stuff that actually is is good where people can you know look it up and watch it and listen to it anytime you know whether they're at the kitchen table or if they're in their living room or if they're in their room whatever and so i think overall it's been i'll say this it's it's gone a lot better than i thought it would um and i think we're actually getting better every week so um so since y'all have been doing that on facebook live and that's only where it's at right now like live only on facebook yeah so we've been yeah so we've been using facebook live on our uh, through our page ulm chi alpha um the other thing I mentioned, Tea Time with T-Gurf, that's been uploaded on our YouTube channel. Um, so we're still trying to figure out, you know, there's different options of what we can do, uh, whether it's YouTube Premiere or stuff with Facebook. And then, 
you know, we even have, and then even our website potentially, you know, maybe linking some stuff up on the website. So yeah. we're, we're trying, we're still experimenting with what are all the best ways to get the information out there. And get to, across different platforms yeah, and all correct, that. Correct. And have y'all, which y'all probably have, would y'all do TNL on Facebook Live, like starting in whenever August comes, the ne- the next semester, would y'all do it even though you have a physical audience? Like for people who aren't able to be there or something like that? You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that we will do that. I th- but I do think, instead of, so basically what I'm saying is instead of having just the camera in the room for what we're normally doing, I think we're going to look at having something specifically that we record um, in addition to our uh addition to what we do already on Thursday nights with TNL. So we're going to record something that that's, that's specific for that person at home and, and that person, you know, that wherever they may be so that it's, it's more applicable to where they're at. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong about having a camera in the back, but I think that there's something unique and, and powerful about actually be, being in the room. And so for people that ha- that can do that, I want them to be there. But if you can't do that, then, you know, we want to have something else for you, you know, which would be this other type of yeah. video recording. It still may be pre, you know, it could be still preaching. It still could be, you know, like the content. Um, but we want it to be uh, a little bit different, you know, for that. So, we'll, but we're talking yeah. about it. We're still looking at everything. Like fully directed towards the non-physical, right. physically there person. Correct. Correct. Because that's like the big churches and almost all of them that I know of do do a either a Facebook live mm-hmm. and like used to back when I was really young uh the church that I went to actually would record it and then they ended up having like different backlogs of it on like full on VCR tapes yeah yeah it's like exactly. to be able to watch or for other people to watch if you wanted to and it's like the big churches do this that where they're live and you can just google them and find them you know yep and because I've thought about that, like, full-on doing it. Which, yeah, there, there would be different complications maybe with, like, having the physical audience and being live, mm-hmm. to be honest. But, yeah, I see what you're saying of how that would probably benefit. And then with the people who only watch the online versions that you do would, like, entice them to come and see, like, see what we do with the audience like be with the round people and stuff and mm-hmm. see how and then like we get with other people you know and all that kind of stuff so exactly and that exactly. that's yeah that's that's good you know but but y'all are still doing it mm-hmm. every thursday um you can check out tyler and get get them to add you on facebook yeah, yeah, if I'm always can. looking looking to make room for Tyler people. Ger- <laughs> Tyler Gerfer is on Facebook uh, at ULMXA. XA stands for Chi Alpha, so y'all all know. ULMXA on Facebook as well, and Instagram, and YouTube now, Yeah, right? The, yeah, the, and the, yeah, and on YouTube, and on, on, on Facebook, the page is spelled out ULM Chi Alpha, and that's C-H-I-A-L-P-H-A, but yeah, on YouTube, it's ULMXA if you look it up. So if you go on Facebook, look up ULM Chi Alpha, and it's every Thursday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Central Time, of course. It starts, it is TNL, every Thursday. It's 
right. <laughs> yeah. During the, during the semester. Um, do y'all, and you're doing one, like, the, today we're recording this on Thursday, April 23rd, so y'all are probably doing one tonight, yeah, most likely. Yeah, tonight, yeah. Every Thursday. And you could probably check them out, check out the old ones mm-hmm. if you like. You keep like you go live and then keep it posted. So yep, if you exactly. want to go back on the back on different weeks and stuff, um, you know, well, you probably know when's the last one for this semester. So we, uh, if, if I remember correctly, we are going to go ahead and play them uh, all the way through to the very last week, uh, leading up to what what would have been our graduation. Um, and so I think that's right. Or no, maybe it's finals week. We had it planned out to where normally we would cut it shorter if it was during the semester and we were, we were normally on campus. Finals week is May 7th would be that Thursday. Yeah. So that's two. So that's what that's, that's this week. That's today, the 30th and then the 7th. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. So yeah, well, our last one should be that, um, that, uh, May the 7th. Yeah. That whatever the, yeah, the last one during finals week. So, okay. uh, because our whole thing was, you know, since everybody's at home still you know we want to you know and anything for finals week if anything it may not be a bad idea to take a break from studying just for a little bit and and tune in to something like a service you know um and we just we're going through a series you know right now um that we're trying to encourage people with and so you know we'll do that we'll take a little break and then we're going to kick it back up for the summer sessions back on facebook Mm five and then y'all probably won't do physical audience until august you think um you know that's one of those things like as of now or is it just a right we don't wait and go yeah we don't know we'll have to wait and see i mean i think obviously it's going to be slow i think it'll be really slow to transition to more physical meetings you know like like i think they talked about like phases right so it's like you know the 10 people and then going back to the 50 and things like that so it's it's going to be a game changer for how we physically meet for everybody uh, but especially us, and so we're just going to have to see how it plays out. Yeah, because once you get back into phase two and three, it's mainly like up to the – like I know we got a social distance six feet and all that, but when you get into phase two and three, in my opinion, it's up to like the actual person and mm-hmm. the people. It's mm-hmm. like if you don't feel comfortable with it. Like if you feel comfortable with it, yeah, y'all could do it and then have an audience, you know. But it's right. like if you don't have enough people that are actually like, – that are like uncomfortable with meeting – with people and it's like no we should wait like another week or two or whatever then it's like oh okay we'll do another live and it's like and y'all and because i was thinking about it like y'all may do a live whenever like um y'all might just decide one week or something you know Mm -hmm. like like we're not gonna have it physically we'll just do it live this week or something you know you might do that you know exactly just to just to be like hey because I, I know many places of, like, big companies or stuff, like, where they can just do, they've learned to do with Zoom calls. Or, like, maybe one week we'll just be, like, no work, work from home this week and do that. So, right, y'all might, y'all might right. consider that or something, you know. Right. And, and the good thing is, you know, this is kind of already getting you ready for summer, at least for us, because people go home already. And so, having an online presence is really crucial during the summertime for, for university students. And so, we're definitely going to be looking at that, you know, doing Zoom life groups which we're doing that right now too but we'll be doing that in the summer as well and just just trying to capitalize on all the opportunities we can and do it well whatever it is so yeah check out ulm chi alpha on facebook you can like their page of mm-hmm. course you can like it um connect with different people that are on it if you want to if you'd like if you if you're into that 
You can watch TNL live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time on the ULM Chi Alpha's page. You can watch it with different people, comment on it probably, like it. Um, the past weeks are still on there. And uh, is there anything that you would like to add about Chi Alpha or anything, anything at all? Yeah, I would just say, you know, um, you know, just for everybody, you know, be sure that you're reaching out and staying connected with, you know, your friends and loved ones and people that you're close to because, uh, we're, you know, if you're a university student, you know, we're getting, we're coming to the end of this thing in the semester, but, you know, you want to finish well, you know, so, and, and in general in life, the rule is, you know, you don't do this thing alone. It's, and if you do, it's just going to be a lot harder. So, just make sure that, man, that you're even though you're separated, that you're still connecting with whether it's a phone call or text or anything, and that you don't, you know, you do this thing well and you and you finish strong, you know, whatever that looks like, and you know, and it'll actually help you be more hopeful with whatever your situation is, because I promise you, right now, uh, there's lots of people potentially going through the same thing you're going through, so. Um, yeah, I would just encourage that, you know, and, and look, we're, and we're here for Kyle Alpha. We know we're here for students. We're here for people who need just a conversation, who maybe need prayer, who maybe just want to just talk and we just listen. Um, but, you know, everybody's feeling and thinking things right now. And for some of us, we don't, we don't ever get that out. And other times we don't realize how much we need to do that. So just know that you've got people here that are supportive of you and that are, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to serve you guys at the university and, and anybody in the, in, the, in the area, too. So just want you to know that Kyle is here for you. So thank you for joining me on this episode, being a guest, Tyler Gerfers. Um, if you, as always, please rate, subscribe, and follow the podcast on Instagram for updates. Tell your friends, tell your family, give a listen. You can tell somebody if you want to, you know. Awesome. Oh. Uh, so thank all of y'all for listening to this episode. And if you want to know what's going to happen next week, well, you're just going to have to tune in to find out only on the Toddcast.